Hey, this is the Bud Man, and you're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now to our studio and your host, local real estate expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. Good morning, everybody. I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So lots of great stuff to going on here today. I know that uh, early voting actually starts um, next Tuesday, I believe. Maybe it's even Monday. And so I've got some information on the, if for Orange County, there's an ordinance out there and I got a uh, um, mailer and so it piqued my interest. So I went through kind of the whole thing. So I'm going to summarize that for you. We're going to go through obviously, you know, what's going on in the market today and how that affects you, obviously. And then we're also going to be going over a few more things that are going on in regards to as a result of the hurricane, um, because that does affect, uh, you know, what's going on in regards to houses and that, because there was some damage done. But the good news is, is that they're saying that there wasn't as much damage as expected from the standpoint of insurance claims and everything. They're down significantly. So that's another really good thing to be excited about. Today, and so um, I'm just going to get right into the stats here. So last week, we always look at what happened the last week, and last week there were actually 440 homes that were sold last week, and the number was 479 the week before. So it's down a little bit. Um, basically, you know, um, a few months ago we were in the 500s that were closing on a weekly basis, and now we're in the 400s. So it is down a little bit in regards to the volume of homes that are selling. The prices seem to be staying pretty well, though. The median price of a single-family home is 411500 So that last week it was at four fifteen. So it's pretty much hovering right around that same amount. And when you're looking at how much inventory and everything is out there, the inventory this week increased by another 50. And so there's about 5498 um, properties that are on the market, and that actually gives us about a 2.62 overall months of inventory. So when you're looking at the specific price ranges, the specific neighborhoods and everything, then it's always a different story a little bit. Um, looking at under a 250,000, there's only 1.36 months worth of inventory. 250 to 300, there's 2.64. 300 to 400, there's 1.99. 400 to 500, it's 2.85. And 500 to a million, it's 3.25. And then over a million, it's 4.56. So basically, you know, an average market is somewhere between four and six months worth of inventory. So we're there in that over a million category, but not too many other places. So, well, definitely not any other places. Um, So that's kind of what's going on there. When you're looking at the amount that the properties are selling versus the asking price, Overall, this week it was at 97.22 and going across the, the different um, categories here, under 250, it was at 95.5, 250 to 300, it was at 96.92, 300 to 400, it was at 98.07, 400 to 500, it was between, it was 97.82, 500 to a million was 97.65. And then over a million was 95.35. So when you're looking at that, 
the the lower ones have a little bit more room as well as um, over a million. So that kind of gives you a guide in regards to what's going on and all of that kind of stuff in the single family homes. Now, in regards to the townhouses, condos, and villas, there were an additional 144 of them sold last week. It was at 156 the week before. And those median prices of them, they actually went up last week to 275,500. Still, well below the four or eleven five hundred of the single family homes. So if you're looking for a cheaper price range, that might be it for you to do a different type of product. And their inventory only increased by three. So that gave you sixteen point six sixteen hundred and fifty five in inventory there. So they're also at two point six five um worth of inventory is basically um, what's going on with them versus the single family homes that are 2.62. So regardless of where you're at, um, you know, houses, townhouses, condos, they're all kind of in the same bag, which is what I like to see actually. And when we're looking at across the board uh, to see where they are in regards to how much the average price was. The average price on a single family home was 97.22 of asking. On condos, townhouses, and villas, it was 97.38. So again, very, very close in regards to how everything's all working. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. And remember, if you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So one of the interesting things that I saw here, and and we're pretty much right here in regards to Central Florida, there's a lot of people that are looking for distressed homes, investors, you know, that kind of thing. And actually with the hurricane, there are some opportunities out there for some investors. There are some people that went through a lot with their homes and everything. I was just driving down a street um, recently that I saw that Um, a couple of weeks ago that they were still flooded because it was kind of a low-lying area. It was houses that definitely had water inside the house, and the water has receded now, but there's a lot of furniture and all of that kind of stuff and and dumpsters and that kind of thing that are in the yards now, unfortunately. And, you know, there's some of those owners that just don't want to rebuild. They don't want to go through it all again. They just want to cut their losses and move on, and maybe they'll be able to you know, put some of the insurance money in their pocket and then they'll be able to sell the house and be able to end up with a, a, you know, that they would end up whole in that kind of thing and sell to an investor that wants to fix it up. So there's all kinds of things that, um, you know, can be looked at, can be done in order to, um, you know, make it so that it's a little bit easier on you if you have had some damage or some problems, you know, going through the hurricane and you don't want to do it again. I know different people are in a different positions in life and different positions in when they they come to financially and that whether they want to fix it up or not fix it up. And so there's a lot of opportunity there for people to to actually get your get the things done that you want to get done. So that would be a distressed property, but it wouldn't be in the traditional sense of a distressed property that would be a bank owned or a foreclosure or something like that. But what I was reading this week is that it was saying that that lender-owned foreclosures remain at a century-low point 
and represent just 1% of all U.S. single-family home and condo sales in the third quarter of 2022. So to me, that's great news. I mean, part of it is that the you know, prices have gone up. And so if people were in trouble, then they were able to sell it and put some money in their pocket and make a bad situation a little bit better. So that's all good because I don't ever like to see it go back to the bank and the bank doesn't really want it either. What um, I was talking to a lender at one point and, you know, it's like you think that, oh, it's great that they're going to get the house back and it's going to be a win-win for them. And it definitely isn't because just going through the process of getting the house back is a long process. There's a lot of attorney fees and those kinds of things and regulations that need to be followed in order to get the house back. And by the time they get it all back, I heard uh, uh, this was several years ago that they said that if a bank gets a short sale, that they lose a minimum of 30000 on that property usually. And if it's a foreclosure, they lose a minimum of 60000 on it. So it isn't a winning situation for anybody, you know, for that foreclosure situation to happen. So if there's a way that you can avoid it, then I strongly recommend it. And I think that with the way that the property values and everything are now, that today you can probably not have to go in foreclosure, sell your property, and move on a different way, which just makes sense. Cash sales remain at a near eight-year high that was 35.7% of all single-family home and condo sales in the third quarter. Now, this is U.S. In our area, it's a little bit lower, but not a whole lot. Um, I think we're at about 27 or something like that. So in order to get in touch with us, you want to call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com, and we will see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. And I received this mailing piece. It's a political piece. And, you know, Tuesday, November 8th is actually the ballot date, but early voting, I believe, starts Monday or Tuesday. I'm not sure exactly what day, but I know it starts, you know, coming up in the next day or two. And basically um, what this said, and this, this is not just this ordinance or this item that's on the ballot but to me it's like everything and what it says is they give us one paragraph to pass a 14 page ordinance um, and they've got it checked out saying mandate mandate because they're obviously against it and that kind of stuff but um, I think that when it comes to those um, constitutional amendments and when it comes to any of those things on our ballots you know it is a one paragraph and if you don't study it before you get to the to the ballot box, you really have no idea 100% what you are um, voting yes or no to or whatever. And so I did print out the 14-page ordinance um, because it does have to do with real estate. This is on the rent control is basically, you know, what it is. And so it's for Orange County. So if you're not in Orange County, I apologize. It's not going to pertain to you, but it could be coming to uh a county near you it could be in your county as sooner rather than later 
And basically, um, some of the interesting things that I found in here is that there are 584,000 total housing units in Orange County, and 230,000 of them are occupied by renters, according to the 2020 census. And there has been a 25% increase in population in Orlando from, um, well, Orange County, I guess it is, from 1.15 million people to 1.43 million people. And obviously, there's a shortage of dwelling houses and apartments, which is not new news. That is all what we have um, recognized when you see all of the houses and, and condos and apartments and everything being built. It's because there truly is a shortage. And so increasing, you know, 25% over 10 years is a lot, obviously. And that's what puts a lot of strain on our roads and everything, as you know. So basically, if you've lived here a period of time, a lot of people that I talk to that want to sell their property, most of the time it's because it was not this crowded before and it's much more crowded now is what a lot of them say. So basically what this statute is, is that the county wants to adopt an ordinance which would have the effect of imposing controls on rents when a governing body makes and re and recites in such ordinance the findings established in the existence of a housing emergency. So what they're doing is that they're calling this a housing emergency, that we don't have enough housing, and that the builders can't keep up. So we're looking for ways for that, obviously, to happen. And there is a shortage in Orange County, as many as 26,500 housing units relative to the county's need is what they're saying. And there's also a very low vacancy rate for the rental properties in Orange County, which reached 5.2% in 2021. And the median home price of has gone um, from May of 2020 from 275 to May of 22, which was 392,500. And just like I told you this week, it was at 411. So we're obviously, um, you know, that's pretty close to really where we're at right now. The asking rent per unit in the county was $1,357 in 2020 and $1,697 in 2021, which is a 25% year-over-year increase, the highest increase since 2006, um, which it says was 6.7%. Um, so... That's saying that. Um, the next thing, and, and you know, this is 14 pages, so I'm just highlighting certain things that I read. Um, basically, that they're saying that tenancies are being terminated and eviction rates are increasing. For the first half of 2022, there were 6,970 eviction cases filings, which was a 70.1% increase over the period in 2021. Now, that I think that there was, those are facts. Yes, I agree. But the thing that I'm curious about is the, that remember back in 2020 and 2021 and everything with everything that was going on with COVID is that landlords were not allowed to evict tenants during that period of time. So that probably has something to do with the increase of the number of evictions. I'm sure that some of it is that obviously people can't afford their houses and or afford where they're living, but I know that there is definitely a pent up demand. There's a few landlords that I talk to that, 
had people in them that they really needed to evict, but they were unable to do that because the courts were full and and there was actually a moratorium on evictions for a period of time. So obviously when that happens, then there's going to be a pent-up demand. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. And remember, if you want to reach us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So to find this, I just went and Googled, obviously, how to find the 14-page document um, for this ordinance. And then I downloaded it. And then I highlighted a few things that I thought would be good to bring to everybody's attention that they knew because it definitely goes along with investors that are buying property and they might consider not doing it in Orange County, doing it in an adjacent county because they don't want to deal with this if it passes and that kind of thing. So that will cause property values for investors potentially to go down if they can't, um, you know, get the rent that they want to get and that kind of stuff. So um, basically the the landlord, it's what they're trying to do is that a tenant, um, that they're not going to have a rent increase for a residential rental unit more than once in a 12-month period. So that's one of the things that it says in here. And what they're going to do is is that it's going to be existing rent multiplied by the consumer price index is going to be what they're going to allow for that to be done. Um, basically the landlord has to submit a registration statement to the department with the information of what they're doing and current and previous rent amounts. They have to, this is, these are the things they have to report current and previous rental amounts, the name, address, and telephone number of the landlord, the, the mailing address, a description of the housing service, move in and vacancy rates and any other relative, um, information, relevant information that they would want to do. And landlords can request exceptions to the limitations on rent increases based on the opportunity to receive a fair and reasonable return on investment. And there's a whole procedure that you have to go through for that. And that would be like an increase in property taxes, unavoidable increases or decreases in maintenance, um, the cost of planned or completed capital improvements, increases or decreases in the number of tenants occupying the unit, and the list goes on from there. So um, basically in in doing that, you know, there is a procedure that they would put in place that you could do that um, exemption or ex- exception and everything. And I think that that's a really good point. I was meeting with one of the um, people that I sold a house to several years ago and he was putting the house on the market and for rent and that and looking at what he could get for it and everything. And it's a three bedroom, two bath house, fenced in yard, nice neighborhood and everything. And he can get 2400 you know, for that. And he was telling me, he said, you know, when I bought this, I had good tenants and everything. And I really didn't have to do anything to the house. But now I am doing things. So it does get that. Um, good tenant that's going to come in there that pays 2400 and it's not out of line and everything in regards to what he's asking for you know for this property and everything because I did the research and checked it out and so there's definitely um, you know that there's there's a good return on investment for him I mean he bought the property in 2010 when the market was way down um, it was actually a short sale I mean I sold it to him and everything and so now he's gotten a really 
good return on it, but he was putting the money back into it. You know, he's, he's definitely doing everything that he needs to do to upgrade it, new appliances, stainless steel, you know, all of those kinds of things in there to make it nice for the tenant. So you have to look at that and that might not be considered when you're you're doing this, uh, looking at this ordinance. So in order to get in touch with us, call 407-566-2555. Find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we'll see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So I was talking the last segment um, in regards to the ordinance that's on the ballot for Orange County in regards to doing uh, uh, rent control, basically, is, is what it's on there for. And, you know, the... The interesting thing is, is that if you have to look at it from all perspectives and everything that if you're looking at it from a renter, you're going, my gosh, the prices are just going up so much and everything, which they are. And so that's why we tell everybody it's better to buy um, many times than it is to rent. But, um, you know, when you're you're looking at it, you've got to kind of be thinking um, long term, you know, in regards to how it's all going to work out and shake out. And when we're looking at that, we do have a shortage of homes because the population increased by, I think it was, um, let's see, it went up 25% from in the last 10 years, the the um, population. So obviously, and that's just of Orange County. So if you're looking at the population increase and you don't have the housing to keep up with it, obviously you're going to have, you know, uh, rents increasing. It's a supply, simply a supply and demand kind of issue. And um, like I said earlier that on the ballot, it's a one paragraph because that's all they can do. And then, um, you know, what there's a 14 page document that actually is what's going to go effect in effect once it's either yet if it's voted in if it's a yes from the majority of the people so if that happens then this 14 page document comes into play and like i said it's not just this it's every constitutional amendment or whatever that's on that ballot and there's many times i don't feel like i'm um, first enough to know actually which way to vote because I don't know exactly what all the consequences are and how it works and everything because I haven't taken the time. And so um, on this one, I thought I would take the time and I would encourage everybody to actually download the 14-page document yourself and on all the other amendments so that you can look at it and make the right decision you know, for yourself in regards to what you think is right. Um, but there are um, some people that are exempted from this. Most of the apartment complexes are all subject to these kinds of things um, when it comes to um, that they that they have the amount that they can increase. And I, I just remember there was um, a one property a few years ago that was actually condemned by one of the counties. And there was a new owner that came in and everybody was displaced or whatever they had to go find another place to live because it was actually condemned it was 
only a three-year-old building. And then what happened is that a new builder came in. They spent a boatload of money. I don't even know how much, but they spent a lot of money um, getting everything back to par so that everything was the way that it should be. You know, they didn't tear down the whole building, but there was a lot of reinforcement, a lot of things that were done. I have no clue what it was necessarily. But today it's a thriving um, apartment complex. And the bottom line is, is that... um, you know, if they were getting, they, they did have a lot of capital improvements and everything on that property. So they might be exempted on that. I'm not 100% sure, but it seems like it says that they might be on this particular ordinance and everything. But if you don't do what it says, enforcement, um, it's going to be enforced by code enforcement officers, including county and municipal enforcement officers and law enforcement agencies having jurisdictions of the areas where it's done. Um, the fines are, they're going to be considered misdemeanors um, to begin, not to exceed $500, and imprisoned in jail, not to exceed more than 60 days if you do this. And um, then I think that there's a, I think that there is a second um, if you do it a second time, then it would be $1,000 per day for the first violation and 5000 for the repeat violations. So this isn't anything that um, is for the lighthearted and everything. I mean, you definitely want to make sure that you comply with it if it is passed. But I think that it's really important for everybody to know basically, you know, what it is and if it's should if it's something that makes sense or doesn't make sense and the in the interesting thing to me is about 50% of the people it looks like in the county are renters and 50% are homeowners. So if everybody, if the homeowners are just like, hey, you know, we don't want the rent control and the renters are, we do want the rent control, you know, basically who knows where it's going to hand out, hand, end up. But I think that it's important for everybody to be um you know, informed. So hopefully this helped a little bit, but my main point is download the ordinance, read it for yourself, and then make your own decision. And I'm a firm believer that everything will work itself out in the end if you don't put all these regulations in there, because there will be more supply, there will be things that will come up that people will be able to get housing. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I haven't checked it out, but they said that there was a place on Amazon that you could buy an $8,000 tiny house and put it some way so somewhere so I'm sure that there's a lot more to that because there's impact fees there's places that you can put it it's attaching it to the electricity the plumbing you know and every the sewers you know all that kind of stuff so it's not quite that simple but there might be some kind of a quick solution that might um, be something that would be affordable housing and I know that everybody's working on that in this area because they want to have affordable housing for everybody and a place where everybody can live and so that's important so if you're just joining us you're listening to news radio WFLA Orlando I'm your host Laura Peterson your home sold guaranteed realty this is Central Florida real estate radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. and remember if you want to reach us you can call 407-566-2555 that That's 407-566-2555. So good news out there in regards to Hurricane Ian. There's a few things that I found um, basically on there. Um, This isn't all good news, but um, basically that the insured losses are nearing $4.5 billion, which is obviously a big number. But the good news is, is that the latest expectation is that there are 100,000 claims 
de- decreased from the w- projection that was more than 225,000. So basically, um, you know, the, that, and that's with citizens, you know, if you've got citizens, which is the state um, homeowners insurance, um, basically they have received 47,248 claims as of, um, I guess it was last week. And so they're, they're looking at that they're going to have more than enough money to do what they need to do and uh, get everybody taken care of and all that kind of good stuff. So that's good, too. And then there was another thing on here that said that private insurers can also handle expected losses, which is really good news. So um, two private party insurance companies announced this week that they have the financial stability to cover all claims from Hurricane Ian. And they can sustain a much greater loss than Ian has deltas, they said, um, basically with their dedicated staff, their disaster preparedness planning and conservation, conservative reinsurance program. They're well prepared for the event and maintain substantial reinsurance protection for any subsequent events. So I just thought that that was a little bit of good news. Now, everybody's um, I'm hearing from people, too, that they're getting notices that their insurance claim, their insurance policies are going up. And so there's a lot of shopping that's going on right now to see what you can do. Um, What I'm hearing from people is bundling their homeowner's insurance with maybe your auto, maybe life, you know, different things. And that's ended up being um, a win for a lot of people out there and all that kind of good stuff, too. And um, I thought that 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 was actually um, pretty good. There are two disaster recovery centers that are in our area, one's in Polk County and one's in Seminole County. So they are definitely there um, in Polk County. It's at the W.H. Stewart Center that is in, it's at 1702 South Holland Parkway in Bartow. And then in Seminole County, it's at the um, Barbara Miller Automotive Center, which is 100 Weldon Boulevard in Sanford at Um, is where that's at and the centers are open from 9 a.m to 6 p.m seven days a week so if you do have challenges then i would um, say hey that that's out there so you might as well take advantage of it if you need it and get the help that you need we're all for that okay so in order to get in touch with us you can call 407-566-2555 you can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we'll see you after the break you're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call 407 566 2555. That's 407 566 2555. So, our free report that I have today is actually um, called how to save thousands of dollars when you buy a home. And I know with the interest rates being a little bit high today, that's something that would be of importance to a lot of people. And if you are out there renting and you'd like to get out of that rental um, cycle, then this would be a great report for you. So in order to get the free report, all you have to do is call 833-535-8081, extension 1014, and we'll get it right off to you. Just leave it your email address or address. You don't have to talk to anybody, and we'll get it off to you. So again, that's 833-535-8081, extension 1014. 
So um, before I get into this, I actually did want to talk about today that I was working with uh, one of the, the clients earlier this week, and she has hurricane damage to her current home. She wants to buy a new home, and there's a new home construction that she's getting a killer deal on because it's one of those, unfortunately, that they were building for somebody, and now they're no longer qualified. So she's going to be able to get it at a discounted price, actually. And so she wants to do that now, and and because she has damage on her current home, she wants to go ahead and get into this place before she sells her other home and everything. Um, now, she's going to pay cash eventually for this house. So as a result of that, you know, she's not getting a loan or anything like that. So there's one program that we have out there that you can do that on totally. And that is um, that you can, you'll get a loan on your new house. You're able to move in. Then you're able to fix the old house and move on from there. So there's that scenario. But she's not doing that. Um, so we looked at two scenarios. One of them is a place that will actually make a cash offer on the home that you want to buy. And then what they will do is that they will, well, they'll allow you to make the cash offer. You actually do it yourself. Then what happens is that if you can't buy it at that point in time, when it comes time to close, they'll close for you. And then they'll charge you a monthly rent in order to, um, you know, for you to rent it until you're ready to buy it, which you have six months, but it can be extended to a year on this program. So in looking at that, um, the fee for doing that is 2.75 um, for them to, when you're going into a contract, if they're going to rescue it, they have another program called a rescue that if you're already under contract and you're not going to close on time and you could lose the house, um, then that one, they have what they call a rescue program and that ends up being 3.25. So in going in for it, you're going to save yourself a half a percent, which is always good. Um, so you've got that going on. And then the other thing that um, we looked into is some of these rent to own companies and how much it would cost for her to purchase the home through the rent to own company, rent it and then purchase it, you know, when she gets her home sold and everything. So basically what I'm trying to say is that there are a lot of options out there for whatever your situation is. And so we can definitely help you and point you in those directions. And we're comparing apples to apples. Is it cheaper to do that program where you do 2.75 or is it cheaper to do the rent to own? And in her case, it's definitely cheaper to do that 2.75 than it is the rent to own company. I mean, everybody's in business to make money and they're all going to, but basically when it comes down to it, you know, finding out which is the right program for you is very important. So we looked at all of them, compared them, looked at apples to apples, and now she's um, in process of getting that new home that is going to be, she's actually doing the, the cash up, the cash offer not the rent to own. And then um, she'll be able to rent it for up to six months, get her house fixed, which is in process of getting fixed now, get hers on the market and get it sold. So it's a win-win situation. So basically there are a lot of options out there is what I'm trying to say for you. And so the best thing to do is just give us a call and let us know and we're happy to help. But our free report today is home buyers, how to save thousands of dollars when you buy. And again, to get that report, it's 833-535-8 extension 1014. And some of the things that are on here, I think are really important that we sit down and we do this with every buyer that we're working with. And first of all, making sure that we know what they want. 
um, knowing what you want is very important. And so if you just go ahead and you just put your list down, I mean, that's a start what you want, what you want. And then with the other people that you're buying the house with, you know, your spouse or whatever, um, you know, it's like you want to look at it and make sure that everybody's on the same page, that everybody has the same wants. But then you also have the needs list. And those are the things that you want to make sure get handled as well. So there's a big difference between wants and needs, right? And so when you're going through all of those things, you want to make sure that you've got everything lined up of what's most important to you in that home purchasing. And when you do that, that's actually going to kind of ground you or whatever, if you will, so that you're actually um, focused on the right things and everything. And you're not going to, you know, get those rose colored glasses on and try to do the wrong thing. So this report actually has some places where you can write down, you know, different things in regards to what you're looking for. And it goes through a lot of other things like that. So I just thought it was a great report for everybody for today. So if you'd like to get it again, how to save thousands of dollars when you buy 833-535-8081 extension 1014. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So we have a a lot that's on the market that I want to talk about. Usually we talk about the house of the week. This time I want to talk about the lot of the week. And this actually is a lot that is actually on Lake Toho. Um, Basically, it's on the um, west side of Lake Toho. So you see the sun rises every day with that. Um, the The cost is, uh, it's over a half acre and the cost of it is 150000 Now this lot has already been cleared. Um, it's not level 100%, but it is, you know, up high. So there's different parts of it that you might need to level off a little bit and everything, but not much. But it's um, all cleared. It's got um, trees on one side of it and then it's got the lake obviously in the back of it and then the front of it is um, on the road and everything it's very close to the Granada boat ramp which is a public boat ramp over there um, on Lake Toho and so that's like really like I would say a block away at the most more like a half a block and so that's right there Um, you're right in the heart of everything right off of Uh, Granada Boulevard and so this property is just ready for the pick-in just recently came on the market and is a great home a a great lot to build that dream home on and so I just wanted to you know make sure that everybody knew about it Um, there are um, when we were looking at what to price this property on uh, the, basically the other comps in the area there there are a lot of other ones that are a lot higher on the market than this one is but this owner is just ready to to get rid of it as soon as possible they've got some things going on so it's a half over a half acre actually 0.57 of an acre for 150,000 on Lake Toho so if you're at all interested in that um, just let us know. Um, we, we did the drone shot of it. So you've got actually it all lined out in regards to, you know, what's your property and all of that kind of thing. If you do want to put a boat dock on it, it's probably going to be a long one as most of them on Lake Toho are um, to get out there because that 
that lake goes up and down in the in the areas around the shoreline um, pretty quickly and all that kind of good stuff. But this is if you're if you're looking to build that dream home and you want to be on a lake, uh, this is a great lot at a, only one hundred and fifty thousand that would be there for you. So I think it's a it's a great deal. So um, in order to get in touch with us, you can just call four zero seven. 566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com. And thank you so much. Look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Bye-bye.